the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, hello. It's me, Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm smiling because I'm actually not talking about the markets today. It's been... It's been a tough end of the year, so to speak, talking to markets as things have gone kind of south to the point that people are wondering, is the market going to zero? And my answer is, I kind of hope so. <laughs> It'll make my job more interesting, right? Um, so to get my life and my mind off that, I bring in a comedian every year, Will That's Durst. Uh, Durst with a U, willdurst.com. You can find him at Facebook at a Big Fat or under Will Durst. Right. And uh, he's a native San Francisco, and he's a comedian. He's a smart no, no, guy. No, no, I'm from Milwaukee. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I consider yeah. you a native San Francisco. I've been there f- uh, next year. It will be 40 years. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. It wasn't until I was uh, 26 that I realized that I was free to leave. When you were growing up in Wisconsin, did you have a dream of ending up on the West Coast? San Francisco, L.A.? Where, did you have a dream of being a comedian and ending up here? Always wanted to be a comic. Okay. Uh, thought it would be L.A. or New York. Because okay. that's where... It, and then I, I, I tried L.A. a couple times. Sure. I made incidental forays and reconnaissance missions to L.A. And I didn't uh, didn't agree uh, with them. And they didn't agree with me. And uh, it just didn't work out. So I kept coming back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, L.A. Uh, six months and then back to Milwaukee. I got a little better. Milwaukee, L.A. got uh, got uh, turned away again. And then I went Milwaukee, San Francisco. And I got real lucky yeah. in terms of catching the crest of the comedy wave. There was a comedy wave in the, yeah, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, need I, need I say cable. Robin Williams and Dana Carvey and Will Durst? And no, but it had to do with uh, cable. Cable realized how cheap it was okay. to produce huh. stand-up comedy shows. And they started with their on-location series with uh, Carlin and and I think... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Oh, damn. Uh, Robert Klein. And uh, he died maybe, early. yeah, uh, they did. They did a bunch of, uh, no, Klein's still with us. Uh, but uh, they did a bunch of uh, uh, half hour shows. And uh, then the comedy circuit happened. Right. Because you had the comedy store and the improv in L.A. And San Francisco had a burgeoning scene. New York had the improv and Catch a Rising Star. And Chicago had a couple of clubs. They had Zanies. And, and, and that scene started, you know, kind of growing. And then in 1987, uh, A&E discovered how cheap it was. Because comics don't need writers. They're self-contained. Right. And they don't need music rights because there is, you don't have to pay any music rights. So, uh, all those little clubs kind of spawned a pool of comedy. And then uh, the clubs, the clubs just uh, proliferated like uh, mushroom spores after a spring rain in Iowa. Can I ask you about two of the comedians I admired as a kid? Who? Bobcat Goldthwait. 
Very funny. Did you do you like his shtick, or do you, does the shtick take away? Because he doesn't do the shtick anymore. No. Which is you know. <sighs> yeah. Well, that was really him. Was it really him? Yeah. I mean, off stage, that was an organic seed. It was like Stephen Wright okay. is like that off stage. Yeah. So people who tried to be Stephen Wright, it just didn't work. There were many people who tried to be Bobcat Goldthwait, right? And it didn't work. There was some. I thought he had moments of genius. And again, I was twenty years old, so, oh, so man, forgive was, me for thinking anyone's he, a genius. He was freaking funny. But he did a Bono impression once, and I was like, "This guy's talented. He could go from ah, Police Academy to doing Bono spot on." Oh, really? But um, the other one I was going to ask you about is more about his mother because I've heard legendary stories about Pauly Shore's mother, uh, Mitzi, Mitzi, who ran the uh, the the comedy store. She was uh, a waitress at a at her dad's club in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. And Sammy Shore, who was a comic back in the fifties, uh, came through town, and they fell in love. And got married, and then he moved out to L.A., and he was in with all the that, that big comic scene. And they bought together an old nightclub on Sunset Strip called Ciro's, and they turned it into uh, the comedy store. And then, mostly it was him, but then he left to go on tour, and I think he opened for Frank Sinatra. He opened for Sinatra and Elvis. I mean, he was, okay. he was you know, he was the 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 the. I can't say what he was, but he was he was you know pretty stalwart in that scene. And, but when he came back from the scene, uh, from the tour, back to the comedy store, Mitzi had kind of taken over, and all of his buddies like Jackie Gale and Shaggy Green and all those guys of that ilk and era weren't getting slots. She was she was giving uh, all the kids the slots. Uh, you know, like uh, okay. Gary Shandling and and uh, this uh, David Letterman and oh, Johnny Dark and, yeah. and all those guys. And he took offense to this and uh, then they split up and she got the club in the, in the uh, divorce settlement. She's What's considered pretty powerful. Like I think she made. She was. Her, she made she her died break. last year. Okay. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, so just the way I work, I want it to be Dave Letterman in high school. So I stole his laugh. I would, you know, teachers would say, "Hey, did you do your homework?" I go. <laughs> It didn't get me any game with the ladies, but. <laughs> and then you were talking about cable TV shows that are cheap. I want to quit this show at some point in time and, and start writing for a fishing show. Fishing shows yeah. are cheap. Well, then they need writers, right? Yeah. Hey, Bob, what are you going to do with your lure? Well, I'm going to put it on. I could do that. And then you brought up Elvis, and <laughs> this is just a side note. I got kicked out of Graceland. I you kept, got kicked out of Graceland? I kept begging the tour guide if I could see the toilet that Elvis died on. Say what? And I got kicked out eventually. They didn't think it was funny, and I didn't. That is funny. I thought it was funny, and you don't. People in California don't realize how crazy Graceland is, and like they sell everything in Graceland as you get closer and closer to Memphis, and everything Elvis. And like, did you you know this? TCB and Lightning Bolt taking care of business, taking care of business in a flash was Elvis's motto, and I didn't know that. And like, suddenly I'm, I'm buying jewelry that has TCB Lightning Bolts on it, and you don't get your money back for that. <laughs> Just throwing it up there. So Will's not here to talk it's like about a tract house, tract house, Grace on. It's like a tract house, you know. It's it's like it's like oh, yeah, a yeah. three bed, four bedroom house, and every room has you know four inch shag rugs. Of course, it was nineteen seventy four. You know? I might have been drinking, but when in, in the Memphis? back in in the backyard is some of his. Uh, there's like a a garage with some of the outfits he'd wear, and uh, the 
person would say, this is the one that Elvis wore when he was in Hawaii. I mean, that's the fat Elvis one, right? <laughs> and I got, I got no. kicked out. Yeah. 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 I can imagine you get kicked out. Yeah. You're here to promote Disrespecting the king. But December 26th through January 6th. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show. XXVI. XXVI. That's it's Super Bowl 26. 26. Yeah. yeah. Very good. That's how I know my yeah. numerals. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowls. Roman soldiers count You've off. been doing it 26 years. Uh, longer. Wow. But uh, we only started counting when uh, all of us got together. It was a different group in the beginning. And, uh, yeah, we've had like 15 members of this show. You know? They, but uh, once you move to L.A., then you're off the show. Oh, that's that, fair. That's it, yeah. Uh-huh. So we lost a lot of people. Greg Proops used to be in the show. Was he? Yeah, and then he moved to L.A. He's an incredibly talented voice actor. He's an incredibly funny comedian. Yeah. He might be the best comedian. Pure, pure comedian in America today. He li- used to live in the city that I live in now. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, yeah. small. And Dana Carvey used to run in the city that I live in. Yeah, didn't he go to Cappuccino High? Uh, maybe Carmont, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. So, I don't know. Anyway, you can find out more about these shows December 26th, and we got Elvis taking us to break through January 6th at Novato, Pleasanton, Half Moon Bay, Walnut Creek, San Jose, Mill Valley, Val- Vallejo. All over the place. Alameda, all over the place. Yeah. More information at wilders.com. Wilders.com. You can also find him on Facebook. Just hit in Big Fat, and you'll find it. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is Mumford & Sons. I like them. Do you? Yeah. I saw them in 2010. Oh, before. they were about to get big. Yeah. And they're in a small club? In a small club in San Francisco. Oh, cool, cool. And it was during October. And out of nowhere... Everyone in the crowd ignores the band, and they start, let's go San Francisco. They just won the World Series. Oh, so it was 2014. 2010. 2010. 2010, 2012, or 2014. It was 2010, because it was new to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, here was this band from Europe, and they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, they're totally digging us one minute ago, and now they're clapping, let's go San Francisco, or let's go Giants. So, you're a big Giants fan. That's why I brought that up, and Mumford yeah, yeah. and Sons, I've always yeah, liked yeah. music like this. That's, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough couple of years, but we forget we had um, we were at the top of the world for three out of five years. So that was tough. a good run. Yeah. yeah, good run. Nobody gets three out of five years. And the Warriors kind of taken over, and the Sharks just Sharks just, have so. Sharks have made the playoffs eighteen of the last twenty years, which is amazing. It's amazing, and yet they're underachieving dogs. <laughs> if, They've never won it all. Let's put it that way. If I could trade their coach for a six pack of beer, I would. <laughs> Which was the greatest line, and it's not mine. It's Mike Ditka's, I think, where they are asking, like, what do you think about Mike Singletary? He said, I'd trade him for a six-pack of beer. <laughs> so I've Oh, Singletary, of- yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that's Single- expect some But he was funny. Remember he was on Letterman? I don't. What was he, what's the Letterman story? Oh, he was he. they put him on Letterman because he was just such a character. Uh, and he was so straightforward and... So without, you know, any sort of lace or, uh, I mean, it was just boom. It was just, he was, he was like a, a block, you know, just a, well, I was a Packer fan growing up. So Singletary is someone I kind of grew to hate because every time you'd watch him on Monday night football, Howard goes, look at his eyes, look at his eyes, like his intensity. And I'm like, and then he basically kills. Why were you a Packer fan? I grew up overseas. 
Um, so you got to choose. Yeah. My brother Dave was a good brother and he's, he taught me how to read because I wasn't in American schools. Right. So I had to pick a baseball team and a football team and I'd read the box scores every day. So I picked the Packers for no reason other than the color green and I picked the Yankees because I think the Yankees beat the Indians in some sort of war. That was my thinking at age six. Yeah, yeah. So don't hold it against me. Yeah, we, we don't have all the information at our fingertips at age six. No. We just have like these flashes of intuition and you hear something and then you, you make up. I remember thinking a carpool. I heard a carpool and I thought it was an actual pool in a car. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know my idea, right? No. A car keg, which is an actual keg in a car. Car keg. Yeah. Keg. Refrigerated. Yeah, you already got the engine running. It can throw some refrigeration. Throw the with couch the back AC in the car. Yeah. Throw the car couch back in the car. It doesn't have to be a whole keg. Could be a pony. Could be a pony. A kangaroo. Yeah. So kangaroo. Yeah. It's one of my inventions that didn't go so well. So you then, still follow the Packers? Um, I do, and I could tough year. Uh, if they win out and five other teams lose out, they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there could be a plane crash involved in Chicago or something. But that's neither here nor there. Tough year, yeah. A tough year. Uh, coach goes to playoffs ten out of twelve years or something like that, and he gets fired. So it's a tough world. Speaking of tough worlds, this is one of the reasons Will comes in every year. He lights up our day. Um, he does. I think that's his son. It is. I talked yeah. about it recently. Yeah. Debbie, really? Bo- this- Debbie Boone, you, you light yeah. up my life. You give me. When I was six or seven, it was my favorite song. That was a great song. But I can't apologize for that now. No. Because it was a great song, but it doesn't hold up terribly well. No, there was Debbie Boone and Jewel. Was there Jewel? Were, were they the same time? No. No? That was two different. See how good he is? That's a good song. Okay. But see, I thought it was like... The Carpenters. Karen Carpenter had a great voice. Okay. You're changing on me. This Clear is a Karen Carpenter, no. right? No, no. No, Okay. No. I'm just saying, because I listened to Sirius, uh, the traditional okay. holiday thing, and so... Oh, I, I see. Uh, you always forget. Pretty dark. We come from pretty dark yeah. families. Well, no, no. We're comics, so we, <laughs> we appreciate the extreme edges, you know? That is not appropriate behavior, okay? So let's get back okay. to focus. I could ask you about South Park, but I'm not going to, even though they just parodied Jeff Bezos and he had this big brain. And I still like that show. Uh, but December 26th through January 6th, the big fat year in kiss off comedy special. Um, 11 cities, 11, 11 cities in 12 days and 12 shows. Cause we're doing two on new year's Eve in San Jose at the theater on San Pedro square. And the first one's at six. And then the second one's at nine and it gets out at 11. We celebrate mountain time New Year's <laughs> so that people can get home in time for real New Year's. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double win. It's a, it's win a great win. time of the year to see a comedy show. Cause you get a slip away from the in-laws. Yeah, um, family. Uncle Gary, yeah. who's drunk and and feeling your hiney a little inappropriately, you get to get away from him. Oh, you had Uncle Gary too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's the Uncle Gary would bring his dog and stepping in a pile of poop the size of Mount Rushmore is never fun. So just throwing that out there too. Yeah, no, that was a good image. Yeah, you're the on face Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Um, it's Mount Rushmore a natural formation. Yeah. You know, I want to know, is Trump going to put himself on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> seems, I think, seems like you're good. I, th- I think they've lost that technology. I'm really rich. How did they do that? Like, I don't even know. See, that's like, I get money and I can help you retire. I get money. I can save you money. 
but I don't get how you like carve presidents into a mountain. No. Do do you have a blueprint? Do you have a sketch? Do you have to find the right? You know, oh that that little cliff part right there would be greatest Jefferson's nose. I mean, do you start from one angle and then? I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. So we got that going for us. Uh, people can find these shows at willdurst.com. It's willdurst.com. For instance, you're starting in Nevada on the 26th. Then you jump to Pleasanton on the 27th. On the 28th, you're in Half Moon Bay. On the 29th, you're in Walnut Creek. We were talking about Walnut Creek. Yeah, yeah. When I moved yeah. to the Bay Area, I loved the culture of San Francisco. And then I lived in Marin for a bit, and I loved, you know, the, the hippy-dippy right, right. trees. The laid back, yeah, yeah. And then I went to Walnut Creek. I'm like, wow, this is really, really strip mall trashy. <laughs> I was like, this is where all the, the chain restaurants are. Oh my, my, Everyone. My. Is, that, Every is that fair to say one. about Walnut Creek? Every single one. It just reminded me so much of the East Coast. A friend of mine calls it Peanut Creek. Why? Because it's not quite a Walnut Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm digressing. <laughs> yeah. We can find Will Durst at Facebook um, under Big Fat or under Will Durst. You can also find him on the old internet under willdurst.com to find out more about these shows. The old internet. The old internet. Um, I bring that up because... We have a minute left in the segment. The show's going way too fast. We're supposed to get the top 10 stories of 2018. Oh, we can whip through them. 10 was giving teachers guns. Probably not the best idea. Nine was Kardashian, Kim Kardashian meeting with Trump, which was beautifully parried on Saturday Night Live. We'll talk about that when we come back. A little Saturday Night Live, Alec Baldwin. Do you find that humorous or is it too political correct or... We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll ca- talk about Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. And Putin had an interesting year as well. Vladimir Putin, one of the richest men in the world. If not the. And probably got it most illegally, other than Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook. So, Anyhow, you can find Will Durst at willdurst.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It's the last long segment I have. It's the one day of the year where I get to talk to Will Durst, which I really like because I don't have friends. Um <laughs> I just had a 50th birthday party and everyone who showed up is like, um, you're a great dad. You love, you love soccer and kids. You're a great dad. You bought a truck cause you're kids. And like, I'm like, no one knows me. <laughs> I asked everyone at my 50th birthday. I'm like, what's my name? And everyone said Rob Black. I was like, my friends call me Robert. It was kind of awkward. Kind of awkward. <laughs> is that true? Your friends call you Robert? Yeah. Rob is a show name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just Robert what? Uh, Francis. Robert Francis. You want my social security number? No. Sweet. <laughs> Anyhow, Black. Um, that's nice. That was Napoleon Dynamite saying sweet. Did you like that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked uh, uh, Face Off better. Face I caught off. you a delicious bass. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Why did you like it? Uh, was so bad it was good? Uh, it, no, it was uh, John Woo directed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, with his doves yeah. and stuff and, and slow motion bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just. Uh, are you telling? Are you I, telling I me John Face Will. Off? Are you telling me Face Off is your favorite movie? No, no, that would be North by Northwest. Okay, yeah. let's talk about John Woo films. Yeah. What did you think when he did the Mission Impossible? Uh, I thought it was, you know, again okay. doves and uh, and slow motion uh, motorcycles. Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought all the Mission Impossible movies were good. I haven't seen the fifth one. Now, guess who is in Tahoe right now in North Tahoe filming a movie? 
Uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. No. He's doing Top Gun 2. A what, movie in Tahoe? In Tahoe for two weeks. Why? Um, I don't know. Maybe get planes cheaper up there or jets or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they probably got a, a, an Air Force base up there. Probably something like or that. Or like, uh, something that can look like an Air Force or they base. Or yeah, the yeah. mountains as a backdrop yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's up there if you want to go cool. celebrity stalk him. No. no. Anyone ever celebrity stalk you? No. No. I've, I've had uh, uh, I had a couple of stalkers, uh, but they, they were kind of like um, desperate. Uh, uh, sad uh, kind of uh, young ladies without any uh, focus, and they. Any decided... chance her name was Maggie? No. Okay, because I had a celebrity soccer name, Maggie. Oh, she followed you around. Yeah. Did she find out where you live. Yeah, and when I went, it, she um, found out where you lived. Yeah, and she Ooh. she showed up where I worked. Ooh. Um, that kind of information is pretty easy to find. Um, but <laughs> where you would, work? Yeah. Listen to this sad job. She was so psycho crazy that she could work from home. And for instance, if I talk about Ford today, hey, Ford's got a new car, or Kellogg's has got a new cereal, or Taco Bell's got the new. What does Taco Bell just come out with? Yo so, quiero Taco Bell. Well, Burger King did the one cent Whopper. But anyway, I'm fascinated with how fast Burger people. King did one cent Whopper? Listen to this dumb idea. And this is how you get kids today. You have to go to McDonald's with your phone, and then you open up the Burger King app inside the McDonald's. It knows you're in there. Where's the beef? And you can now order a one cent Whopper, and it tells you how to get to the closest Burger King. It was a 12-day promotion. It's over. So you've, you've, lost, you've missed no, it. No, no. It's okay. It's oh, a, Kentucky Fried Bur- Chicken just did one. No, Burger King has a $6 jumbo meal okay. with a Whopper, fries, a, a drink, and two cookies. Only a loser would pay $6 for, for, six for a Whopper. I love Whoppers. Do you? Cheese Whoppers? Oh okay. That's, this is insight. No, no. This is from um, age 19. There was a theater. Every summer, we would do a play, a musical, yeah. uh, high school kids. I, I did it from the age of 16 to 20. Yeah. And, you know, every summer, four different plays. And there was a Burger King right down the street. So that's where everybody ate almost all summer long. Yeah. Got it. Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken has the Christmas log that smells like chicken. $19. Now, get this. Sold out in 11 minutes. No. A Christmas log? Yeah. Smells like fried chicken? Yeah. It's cheaper to burn a log that smells like fried chicken than it is to make your own fried chicken. And nothing says romance like fried chicken. You can't make stuff up like this. It's true. I yeah. did the story this week at Crom. Wendy's? Are you a Wendy's fan? Um, I, I just do the promotions. I always find... Because TV is kind of a dumb... TV is interesting. When I do TV, I have to dumb down my content. Um, You're not supposed to tell people that. Well, I'm supposed to. My there are euphemisms. You you make it simpler and easily, uh, more easily digestible. I was told your audience. I, I don't. Even, I don't want to say this because I'm going to offend a great deal of the East Bay when I say it. Um, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> don't say it. I'm not going to say don't it. Don't say it. But you it, can't fix stupid. <laughs> dumb it down was. You the, didn't say that. Uh, dumb yeah. it down was the phrase. You yeah. Gotta, yeah. Big end of the year shows. You've got 11 shows, 12 nights, <laughs> December 26th to January 6th. Big fat year in kiss off comedy show. Two hours. We've gotten two of the top 10. Okay. Yeah. 10. No, uh, I don't care. Oh. I think this is funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't care. They could go to my website. People are going to be sending me emails. Like, why are you yeah. talking about Burger King? Yeah. <laughs> Radio listeners are much smarter than that. <laughs> Radio listeners are much smarter than that. Yeah. They know you're talking about TV listeners. So you have a list that you put together. It's a syndicated column. Uh, you've yes. been working in comedy for 50 years, 40 uh, 40, years? 40. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, to stay relevant, B, not to burn out, and C, to make a living. Oh, it's so much fun. 
I, I look forward to going to work. I agree. I'm working tonight. I'm doing a, a tech roast, so I have to come up with all new political, uh, non-political material. Okay. So it's all tech-oriented. So you take shots like at Zuckerberg and stuff? Uh, no, like uh, passwords and oh. when you go on the internet, how stuff follows you around. Like uh, you look up, you know, doesn't matter. Uh, you look up one thing once and anywhere you go, there'll be an ad for, you know, suddenly everybody's having a sale on uh, uh, large capacity bull semen inseminators, you know, just because you looked it up once. Anyway, my web pages all bring up Viagra and prostitutes. <laughs> Right. Maybe I should get a private computer or something, right? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, use the library computer. My wife gets on my computer and is like, why are there so many ads about prostitutes? <laughs> oh, that's just uh, what the, they're all doing it now. Can't, yeah, can't blame an eight-year-old kid on that one. <laughs> Trying to teach about women. Um, so on your list, uh, number eight, we'll just jump to number eight, Kim, Kim Jong-un Jong and yeah, the Singapore su- Summit. Yeah, it was a win-win. Trump got a great photo op, and Kim Jong-un got to leave North Korea and eat food. Which is pretty crazy that it's, he seems to take no advice from his advisors, and he negotiates in funny ways, and he once called him the little rocket man. Yeah, yeah. And then a month later, he's like, he's a great guy. They got it. They got into this huge fight. I don't know if you remember, but uh, there was a huge, you know, back and forth between the two of them over whose nuclear button was bigger. <laughs> That's not hyperbole. One of them actually said, my nuclear button is bigger. They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the power. likes of which this world has never seen before. That's right, Mike. That's what he said. That's what he said. And then, that, and then uh, so I was hoping that I thought the the summit should have been at uh, the Lawrence Livermore Lab, so they could have measured, you know, with the electron microscope. I'm with you on that. Which is an instrument that specializes in detecting extremely tiny things, which I've had used on me before. <laughs> so, and I'm not going to go any further. Um, yeah, but that was kind of an odd thing. Uh, Dennis Rodman, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was going to be our ambassador. Korea. Yeah. Which is pretty great. We should consider that in the future. I think we should Maybe have. Maybe a TV show. Yeah. Charles Barkley to, uh, I don't know, Guam. That's terrible. So, I'll ask next segment before we go off. Just right. It's my last segment right. ever. I have a question that I want to ask My last you. segment ever. <laughs> I've got it planned out in my head. So, uh, four books on Trump this year. Stormy Daniels, obviously, um, not exactly a best-selling author um, in the traditional sense, but... How got, did the book got, do? Did it do all right? It, it did well. Because yeah. so she, she describes uh, his male member as uh, looking like a mushroom. Which she met and saw in Lake Tahoe at the Celebrity Golf Tournament they do every year there. Oh, really? Yep. Uh. That's the tie to Tom Cruise. Six degrees of separation. It always goes back to Tom that was, Cruise. That was so quick. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just, just... Sometimes I have content for you, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> she just didn't say what kind of mushroom. You know, because those you are fake anokis fake are long news. and skinny, and, fake you know, portobellos are kind of stubby. I'm going to get in trouble. So um... It's my fault. Blame me. Yes, the out-of-control guest once again. <laughs> this nog is great. Behave yourself. All right. I tell you, I am a fan of radio, and one day I do want to do a drinking show if you ever want to join me. 
every bad FM DJ morning zoo show has done a drinking, let's get drunk and measure our breathalyzer and see. Right, right, right. Right. At the end of the year, on uh, New Year's Eve, you know, they always do the breathalyzer thing. I want to do it here, but give financial advice. You are so screwed. (laughs) You are going to work till the day you die and eat cat food. Uh, call the chips. I mean, there's uh, California Highway Patrol. They're the ones who always did that on the radio. And they they would be willing to monitor you. The chips. They're there for our safety and protection. Yes. And always, always, and always be very kind to them. Um, different topic. Number six on your list. Oh, but the Putin. Summit. He's kind of faded it a little bit in the last six months. It's like maybe Trump's learning that he shouldn't talk about him so lovingly. Uh, yeah. And you say he's one of the richest men in the world? Yeah. If not the? Um, one of the richest. Yeah. Like top 10, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's extorting money. Clearly, he's... Left and right. So do you think that's Trump's fascination with him? Yeah, I do. I think uh, deals to put a tower in in Russia are what it's all about. And for Putin, he gets a penthouse in New York City, which is what all Russian foreign leaders want, right? So it's a status symbol. So I don't know. Uh, we're down to a minute. Let's plug your shows. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Big Fat Year in Kiss Off Comedy Show, uh, December 26th through January 6th, from Healdsburg to Pleasanton and San Jose to Vallejo. So come see the shows. Go to WillDurst.com. com, and you can find it on Facebook. Um, he does this across all the Bay Area. So there's a show somewhere close to you. You've got to find the information at WillDurst.com, or you can email me, and I'll send it out to you. Or you can listen to the show over the holidays, because we'll replay it a couple times for sure. Ah. And you can find him at WillDurst.com. Thank you, Robert Francis. We still got one more second. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Will Durst is here. He's promoting his end-of-the-year comedy tour. It's not a tour of gloom and doom. It's a tour of happiness and hope. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'm going with that from now on. Yeah, it's um, yeah. happiness and hope, and and uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, yeah, may your days be merry and bright, and get away from the in-laws. Yeah, so it's that's uh, the number one thing. Um, and happy Hanukkah, and Merry Christmas, and Crazy Kwanzaa, and Super Saturnalia. It's a lot of comedy and lightness, and stand-up, and improv, and skits, and. But laughter helps, you know. It's almost therapeutic. I mean, I'm I'm half comedian, I'm half therapist. I'm a theramedian. So I had a rat in my house this year. Just one? Just one. Because they usually travel in packs. Uh, there's some in the attic, and there's some in the patio. Ah. So that's the type of year that I had that I want to get away from. Have you ever killed a rat? Oh uh, yes. Okay. I never have. So in my great wisdom, I trapped it behind a door because I didn't want it to go in the closets or get out of the bed and chew on my ear. Right, right. Yeah. And then I was like, now what do I do? Um, you can see it's a rat, and he's stuck behind a door, and I don't know what to do. So, of course, I tell my wife, you watch it. I'm going to go get a neighbor. There's a man who lives across the street. I'm going to go get him. He wasn't home, so I went to... There's um, How long did this take? About 10 minutes. With your wife manning the door? Yeah, and there's... Keeping she, the door closed? Well, the man, rat can't get under the door? The, the man, Bill, he can't come because he's gone. Rat can't get under the door. So I go to, we have a couple, um, same-sex couple. Yeah. And she comes over, and she, she basically calls me. A wuss. That, yeah. yeah a female body part. Yes, yeah, similar. She goes, get me a broom. That's terrible. And she just snaps its head. I'm like, that's how it's done. 
So I've had a bad year. I need to come see comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still upset by that. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll make that one of their taglines. Had a tough year with rats? Come see our show. That's right. Yeah. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah. And uh, patent pending by me, so make sure all the rules you come my way. My new bumper sticker is, if ignorance is bliss, how come I ain't happier? It's been a tough year, politically speaking. So there's a lot of ignorant things going on. You have um, a list that you put together. And yeah, it's, every it's just year. a nice every reminder year. of how crazy the world is. And I missed a whole mess of stuff. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Which was funnier, Brett Kavanaugh and his love affair of beer. I think he said beer 27 times in 30 minutes. Did he really? Yeah. 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 So I th- there's audio clips on YouTube of it. He, he can't beer. stop saying beer. Um, but then there's the UN laughing at Trump. That was pretty funny, too. And what, what made me laugh was because uh, they didn't know what he said. And what he said was that he was the greatest president in American history. And he said it as a statement. He said, you know, uh, we've seen unprecedented growth since I've been the greatest president. And people started laughing. But it was after the translations. So the translations all took different times. So it wasn't just one laughter. It was like a ripple, you yeah. know, with chuckling and chortling and guffawing and and everybody and and eventually he caught up and he said well i didn't expect that re- reaction and then the sarah sarah huckabee sanders woman said uh, well you know they were laughing with him yeah yeah which is the greatest thing to do in comedy you just get up brush it yourself off and say i meant to do that yeah so yeah. any meant, laugh is a good laugh i meant to do that yeah so so on your list as we're finishing up um white house corruption paul manafort um yeah, uh, the joke I use is Rick Gates testified under oath that he stole money from Paul Manafort, who stole money from Trump, who stole money from everybody. So they're the, the they are the Russian nesting dolls of crime. You've been to New York City, right? I was there a couple weeks ago, yeah. Street peddlers selling Russian dolls and peddlers selling fake Rolexes. Yeah, yeah. So I learned early on to punch, gypsy, punch gypsies. So I grew up overseas, and gypsies will come around you, and they'll start like flashing paper in your face and steal money your wallet. You. Yeah. So anytime I'm in New York and I see a street peddler, I, I just you I want to punch him in the face, yeah. and then I go to jail. And yeah. I, I kind of am an so, Alec Baldwin, so to so speak. So instead of punching Nazis, you punch gypsies. Come on, Nazis aren't real. <laughs> they didn't exist. Behave yourself. I believe more in vampires than I do in Nazis. Like, that's something our president would say, right? I am so over vampires and zombies. I'm done. You know, they're cute. Now they have fast zombies. Who came up with that idea? I like it. Fast zombies. Who did come up with that idea? The Walking Dead. Uh, was it World War Z? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. World War Z with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Man, he is an actor of our time. The blank stare. He's got the blank stare. Down. He's got the blank stare. Yeah, yeah. And never since uh, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin Bacon? No, the other Kevin Costner. Oh, Costner. Yeah, yeah. I from the from the, uh, uh, the the Hat Rack School of Acting. He he's kind of like Charlton Heston. And then he comes out of nowhere and he does Dancing with Wolves, which was a great film. And I watched it. And I was like, wow, didn't see that one come. And then he came out with Waterworld. Well, I, so I kind of like, even each other out. I right? like Tin Cup. I like Bull okay. Durham. Yeah. Bull Durham was good. And the, the 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 baseball one. What was the last one he did? Oh, Mister Hit One. No, yeah, yeah. Where nobody, uh, yeah, nobody. What's no it? name. Name of the game. No, not name of the game. For the love of the game. Okay. For the love of the game. Well, it was such a good movie. None of us can remember the title, except for he pitches oh. a no hitter. Does he? Yeah. In the movie. 
He didn't actually pitch a no-hitter. Thanks for ruining it for us. Yeah. yeah. So. No, no. Every, you know going in that he's going to do it. Okay. It's just, uh, and it's all through flashbacks. See, I don't mind ruining things for people. No. You know I once got threatened to be sued because... You ruined a movie? No. The last Harry Potter book came out. Oh. And, and, he, and, he, and you announced that he talks Voldemort to death? No. I said Hermione dies in it. <laughs> but she doesn't. But she doesn't. But the publisher from New York, within 30 minutes... By the time I started no the show kid. at 10, by the time it was over at 10.30, said, we need an immediate retraction. They didn't think it was funny. I thought I, it was funny because I'm, I'm never going to no, read no, one of them. No, the dog dies. Yeah. Yeah. The Will Durst. Hey. 20 seconds. Uh, Robert Francis, uh, thank you for allowing me to sully this wonderful show of finance and uh, money interests. And uh, come spend your money at the Big Fat Year and Kiss Off Comedy Show. Best way to find you is willdurst.com. Don't wait till next year. No. But it's willdurst.com and Facebook. Just punch in Big Fat. Big Fat. Because it's the Big Fat Year in Kiss Off Comedy Shows coming to a town near you. You can find out more at willdurst.com. December 26th to January 6th. Happy, Happy holidays. Mary, man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.